welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. This is a special day. It is a special day. <laughs> eh. <laughs> okay, okay, well, that, that was not the same energy that we were bringing to this day. You should be the most excited today. It feels weird to be, like, super psyched for your own birthday. Like, you know. I don't know. Riley gets pretty excited for this her year. Birthday. I am pumped for my birthday. That's true. well. You have a significant <laughs> birthday this year. You're turning twenty one. You all both yeah, have I significant am. birthdays. Well, I yeah. don't know. Can I? Can we? Maybe you don't want me to tell everybody how old. Oh, you are. I I don't care. I'm I'm thirty. I'm turning thirty five today. I'm old. <laughs> well, now you're old enough to run for president. There I, you yeah. Go. So finally, my true dream can come to fruition to be president of the United States, a job which I will say I might be more qualified for than the current <laughs> president. <laughs> so I don't I know. Think that, I think that is absolutely 100% true. Yes. Um, the, the question on everybody's mind is who are you picking for your VP? Is it me or Riley? Oh, can I have two? Let's just go with two. Nope, it's, well, and it's it, really going to reflect who your favorite no, sister is. No, I know I'm the favorite, <laughs> but I think it would have to be you because I'd also have to be 35. I know. So Tay would have to wait like 14 whole years. You don't want to wait that long. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I can, how about you You guys just do it? I don't want to do it. <laughs> what about AOC? Both of you would be good. <laughs> you guys do it with AOC. Just, you know, you can make me the general of... Um, cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> my first act on my first day in office is to create the um, Department of Cartoonery. Yes, there you go. I was. And, and this is this is inspired by Pee Wee's Playhouse, I assume. But instead of we're not a monarchy, this is just a military title. Yeah. So it's not the king of cartoons. No. It will be the general of cartoons. I just want to be able to command a small army of, I don't know what I'm going for, cartoons, cartoonists, animators. I don't know who I'm allowed to recruit. It's, it's All of the above. Okay. <laughs> okay. An army of cartoonists would be a highly ineffective army. Everybody would just be like off in a corner, emoting. It would not work. <laughs> Smell you know, really bad. I'll, honestly, I'll take it. Yeah, I would take that right now. Hmm. Well, all right, good, good. My t- my title is secured. Let Let's be honest. Charlie is going to be president. <laughs> she's got- That's true. She's most. Charlie's going to overthrow the government uh, at some point before she's even like twenty five. I don't I think. I is it going to be Charlie or is it going to be Cooper? I don't know. Or are they going to be locked in some sort of sibling like blood feud for? Or ruler of the country. Cooper will be, you know how, like, it's good. Everything I know about politics, I learned from West Wing. That's not true. Mm. That's good. Let's, let's pretend that's, that's start. true. No, but, like, you know how you need, like, the president who's, like, the face who, like, can be diplomatic and say the right thing uh-huh. and, like, nod and smile sometimes, but then, like, you have the chief of staff behind them who's, like, secretly pulling all the strings and, like, can enforce stuff. So, like, in Veep. You need a. Are are you insinuating that Cooper will be the ruthless puppeteer of Charlie? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cooper is the God. one who like who like calls the staff in and is like, "What is wrong with you people? You're making my sister look bad. I'm gonna fire all of you. You're ruined. You'll never work at this town again." 
I want to hear Cooper say you'll never work in this town again right now. It's so easy to picture in my mind's eye, too. Like, those are words that are meant to come out of her mouth at yes. some point. <laughs> Today, she decided she wanted to try to roll off the bed. And I kept telling her, no, honey, that'll hurt. And she looked at me right before and she said, it's okay. Don't try this at home. <laughs> went, you, no, you are at home. You are you at home. Try it. You are trying it. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you learn that? Don't try this at home. <laughs> YouTube. I would say uh, YouTube, yeah. That's we have limited YouTube now. <laughs> We try to stick to, like, ABC Mouse. Does that YouTube kids not have as good of a filter as they claim to? No. Yeah, that makes sense. That no. Um, there are a lot of things that aren't technically profanity that get through on YouTube kids. Mm, I don't want to know. It's not technically profanity. <laughs> and, like, there's a lot of adult content that if you put cartoons there, apparently it's fine now. Yeah, I could believe that. Well, well, I mean, I grew up watching Family Guy. That's pretty much the same thing, right? It's adult content, but you put cartoons there, so yeah. it's fine. I mean, it really is. <laughs> yes, and I don't think you can really put this back in the box. I think that, no. you know, the the exposure has happened. <laughs> I just don't know why there is such an obsession with taking dolls and creating, um, like, pregnant bellies on them out of Play-Doh and then removing babies, because that seems to be a big trend on YouTube and, like, I'm all for learning the miracle of life, but it's really weird when it's like Moana. Mm. You know, it just yeah. adds this other like, what is this video? Well, I have I have like anatomically correct wooden dolls that I yeah walk you do. Through, I, yeah. I I came here this morning and <laughs> Cooper just had uh, the lower half of a, a small wooden doll, but it was just the inside organ part. Yeah, and she was just coming up to me, holding the legs upside down, going, "What is this? What is this?" And I said, "I." What what do you think it is? She said, she pointed to the intestines, I believe, and said, a brain. And I said, yes, it is. She knows She knows the word. We've been over all the real words, if you want her to say them for you. Oh, I know you have been over all of the real words for all of the body parts. Yes, we have. Wow. Um, so, Tay, what do you, uh, what is your birthday wish before we get started? What is your... Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> okay. Do you want to think about it? I don't think I have a birthday wish. I, my birthday's a bit, like, I, I have kind of a thing with birthdays. Like, they've never been good days for me. Like, I've, I've worked on them almost exclusively for most of my adult life. Like, I spent them all very much alone through, like, college. And I think birthdays were always nervous affairs because I never had a lot of friends. And, you know, the birthday day is the day that you realize I don't have enough friends for a party. I don't really care any other day of the year, but I think when I was younger, it mattered to me. And then as I got older, I found that I could just work on my birthday. And then it solved all the problems because I could be around people. So I wasn't alone, but I was also like serving a purpose. So <laughs> I could kind of be distracted. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I don't, since I, now I don't have a job. So I just, just am here. <laughs> We're celebrating you virtually. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, but yeah, I don't know. My ber- my birthday wish is that this this day will end in twenty four hours. <laughs> well, that's certain. You'll get that. You wish. will get that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe even sooner. Um, um, mom. I mean, we taught mom how to use gold belly, so you're almost certainly going to be getting. You will be some showered of with gifts. Food. <laughs> Yes, I, I have already 
<laughs> I, she didn't want me to miss out on what it's like to be a, a home for a special occasion because we had a conversation about my dinner tonight at 9 oh, a.m. No. today. <laughs> 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 which is how like when we're on vacation together like down at the beach every day starts off with a conversation prompted by mom about what we're having for dinner tonight so uh, that was nice I mean she's already yeah. talking about assuming we can go to the beach this summer she's already Fingers talking crossed. about what yeah. we're going to be doing for dinner while we're at the beach yeah. <laughs> no long vaccines <laughs> we gotta eat those Anyways. dinners <laughs> yeah uh, so, what are we talking about today, other than your birthday? Hmm. Oh, right. We are talking about... Uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. I'm just along for the ride. It's my week. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> we are talking about Homestar Runner. Uh, that's the topic I brought to the table. Homestar Runner was a website. Uh, it uh, The history on it is, like, it actually was birthed in, like... The idea for Homestar Runner was birthed in, like, 96... Um, but the website started producing content in 2000 and it was largely done by two brothers, the Chapman brothers, uh, who did it. They just like, there was the center character who was Homestar Runner and there were all these other characters around him that just kind of had goofy sort of surrealist humor interactions uh, the thing that I was introduced to first were Strong Bad emails. Strong Bad was sort of like kind of the villain, but they never, there was no real drama there. But he would answer people's actual emails in like funny ways. And that was the first thing that I ever saw just by word of mouth. Like a, you know, a friend in high school told me about it. Um, and uh, then from there, I kind of investigated the rest of the, the Homestar Runner family. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you did you watch a ton of this like back in the day or was it something you have caught up with over time uh, well that I think I probably ex- I exhausted the catalog that existed back in like high school and then I kind of forgot about it like in college I think I just you know stopped checking in on it every day um, or once a week I think the, the emails updated once a week I think it was Mondays um, and then I would look and see what else was on the site but uh I don't. I got. I kind of fell off with it, and I just assumed that it had stopped happening at some point, only to see that they've pretty. They've kept up with it even now. Like it's still kind of active. Like they they still create mm-hmm. occasional content. Um, so it was cool to see how much new stuff had happened over the last decade that I'd missed out on. Yeah, that's that's really true, and it was something that um, you know, it's weird to think about when it was popular when I was younger, it was something that I didn't really watch because I didn't know how to access most things (laughs) on the internet. Um, The internet was kind of a mystery to me. I I am, I am of a generation. I, you know, say the gap between our ages seems to make such a difference when it comes to how easily and quickly uh, you were able to adopt that kind of technology. Uh, when it was popular, I remember my friends pulling it up and like rushing to their computer screen at their house, like the big family giant computer to like look at it with them. Mm -hmm. Um, because I didn't really know how to get to it at home and I didn't know where people found these cool things. And it seemed like this cool, mysterious thing that other people knew about and quoted. And occasionally I would see at someone's house, but I didn't know how to find it. 
because for me, the internet was just uh, AOL Messenger. <laughs> and I didn't know, once you got like out of the AOL chat rooms and Messenger, I didn't know how to get to like, where is internet? Right. Like, where are, how do you get to sites? It was, re- <laughs> I know this sounds wild, but like, it was all very mysterious to me. So it was this, it had this whole air of like, oh, you, you can find Homestar Runner. <laughs> You're so cool. <laughs> but that is true, because there was an era where the internet existed, but it's not like there wasn't Google. Like, it's not, yeah. they were not born at the same time. So there were search engines. You had like Ask Jeeves. I remember that. Um, I remember Ask Jeeves. Yeah. But like. Dogpile. Yeah. But you kind of had to know where you were going, and you would just <laughs> Riley. Riley's face. I think Riley. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if you've existed in a world without Google, but but we did. Uh, Have I? Yahoo. I mean, you think yeah, Yahoo, Yahoo still exists? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, that was my first email. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was everyone's first email. Yeah. I, think. <laughs> I think Mom still has a Yahoo address. Uh, yeah, she does. Yeah. Uh, but Dad doesn't even have that. He just has one at work. <laughs> he has. I, I. He has a Gmail that he is so hesitant to use for some reason. It's like I don't know. It's there, but <laughs> so he uses mine. Yeah. He does. Instead, he uses the work email, which, as he has told me before, you can only get at work. Right. You can only check it at work. You can't check it on your home computer. Sydney, when I showed him that you could get your work email on your phone, that changed his life. I don't know. I think maybe he maybe he's just like it's just like a a good a good rule to follow. If all of your if you all of your internet your email is just at work, then you can really check out. I don't know. It sounds kind of nice, but but yeah, the the early days of the of the kind of the internet were were wild. I I think it was really exciting. You'd hear about a new site, and I mean, Homestar Rotor was one of the better, more professionally made. Flash mm-hmm. animation-based websites because that's what it was based in. Flash. Flash was really kind of new at the time. A lot of people were using it to make content, um, and the cartoons were really well illustrated. They were just, you know, they were funny, but they were clearly scripted. But there was a whole realm of like just weird stuff that you would just like. It was like a treasure hunt for like the new weird thing on the internet. You know, you didn't have YouTube that you could just go and go down a hole. You had to go to specific things. Like there was Homestar Runner. There was like, uh, I remember what was the one? Um, what was it? Oh gosh. Uh, is it bomb bombo.com? What was it? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Sorry. Uh, Oh, what was that? It, it it really is true, though. Like, if you didn't know, I mean, because a lot of my interaction with these things that were so funny, like Salad Fingers with you. Yeah. I mean, you you showed me stuff um, because I just I wouldn't have known where to find it. Or and again, it seemed like this big mystery that some people had cracked and I just was on the outside of. Uh, it's Sorry. weird to me, too, that the animation holds up so well because it was so long ago. But I was showing it to Charlie and Cooper in preparation for this episode. And they were just, I mean, like it turned them into little zombies. Mm -hmm. They were just like glued to the screen watching this. Uh, And it's, you know, that that is a big, that's a task for kids today who are used to seeing so many different, like, I can see any kind of animation I want anytime. I can, you know, computer TV, whatever, streaming. And uh, and they were really into it. They thought it was funny. They liked the animation. It was really engaging. 
Uh, yeah, like there was this one site that uh, it was zombo.com. Mm-hmm. And it literally, I remember hearing about it, that it was so funny. And you went there and it was just this soothing voice saying, Zombocom, you are at Zombocom. This is Zombocom. While like a little graphic just pinged around on the screen. <laughs> and that was it. But we loved it. Like we would go there repeatedly to like look at Zombocom. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> these are the early days of memes where you had to hand carry them to each other. <laughs> like, Perhaps you know to be a pigeon. <laughs> no, it's really true. And, and you know what's interesting is that when you think about, like, the stuff... So the internet felt new to everybody. And the ways in which we would use it and interact with it were still kind of... Like, the, that was being developed. We were really beginning that whole concept. And what came from that was a lot of really weird, brand new, creative, but also... Um, kind of surrealist stuff, mm-hmm. you know, just it felt that way because it was a medium people weren't co- like used to. And so the medium felt surreal, the stuff on it felt surreal. And I feel like that that has had echoes for like a lot of the entertainment that is being created by people of our generation today. Like when I look at some of the cartoons that my kids watch, it I can feel the echoes of that sort of like, weird non sequitur kind of what what (laughs) like it's still there and maybe that's why I like so many of of my kids cartoons now or because it's like oh yeah this is sort of like that weird stuff we used to watch (laughs) it is because I think that you know it's very it's funny but it's very much that absurdist humor it's that surrealist humor it's it's rather victimless humor um, yeah. And, and I think that was the thing that appealed to a lot of people because there was definitely the, yeah, there was mainstream content that had to go through networks, you know, pre-internet. Everything was coming down from, you know, the big companies. And on the internet, you just had a free-for-all of just creators. If you could make it and post it and get word of mouth going for you, you could you could be seen. And it did create, I think, a different kind of humor, a sort of humor counterculture <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really that absolutely. I mean, and it, you know, it makes sense. Like the the Chapman brothers, uh, I I think one of them, Matt, I think, worked on like Gravity. I think maybe they both did, but they worked on like Gravity Falls and oh. like a lot of like Cartoon Network stuff. These people went mm-hmm. on to be a part of, and that makes sense too because you look at stuff like Homestar Runner or like Salad Fingers, and then you look at like Adult Swim and the kind of absurdist humor there. And they, they make sense, but it's fun, it's fun to see something, a style of humor that started in, in the wilds of the internet and went mainstream. It, it really did. And I, I will say, too, um, I was lucky enough to meet Matt on the Joko Cruise a couple of years ago. Oh. Um, yeah, he was there and uh, as a performer, and um, he is very nice. I'm happy to support. <laughs> we we t- we spent a long time talking about school, like mm-hmm. kids in school, and very mundane stuff. Not really, <laughs> not really related to um, internet cartoons, but boring uh, old people stuff. Boring old people stuff. Well, but he's super nice. But I, I th- it's funny that I was reading their their story. Like, I it reminded me a lot. There were a lot of parallels to them and like the McElroy brothers and like your family because they they did make that decision when they had they were married and they had kids. Like as much as we love making internet cartoons, we need to do other stuff because we have families now. 
and they prioritize their families. And I think that's, you know, now that they've kind of got older children and they're close, living closer together, they're able to commit more to Homestar Runner. But that, that they made that choice was very in line with what you all do as far as, you know, your business decisions. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's true. And I think I think the connection of their work then with like the Cartoon Network stuff of today, it makes a ton of sense when I think about how engaged Charlene Cooper were with uh, when I showed them this stuff in preparation for this episode, when I was showing them like Homestar Runner and Strong Bad and Teen Girl Squad and um, <laughs> all that stuff, they were totally into it. Like I they loved it. Charlie being buried the Teen Girl yeah. Squad. Oh, she loved it. Yeah. Um, Cooper really liked when they were puppets. You know, sometimes they would be puppets. Yeah. That was Cooper's thing. Mm-hmm. Like there was one where a little girl is dressed as a pumpkin <laughs> and she... <laughs> And she's talking to Homestar Runner, and she keeps kicking him and punching him. And she loves that. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, we watched that one like twenty times. Well, and that that kind of like like who knows what's coming next, like sketch vibe that Homestar Runner had was was like also something that I think a lot of like mainstream stuff has as a quality now. But like that was one of the that's kind of the blueprint for it. Where and and it just came from what the brothers were experimenting with like we're going to try different mediums we're going to introduce different characters if a character is successful we're going to run with it you know if a gag successful we're going to run with it like the whole like and it created a whole like kind of like other universe i remember when like the trogdor board game they started making videos yeah. about that and i'm like i don't know if it's real or not i actually don't know if this is a thing i can buy they they had a like a you know kickstarter for it and actually financed it but it was like it doesn't matter it's They've made a board game that they are now making videos with that are funny. In their universe, it's real. <laughs> and I don't know how to buy things on the internet anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> this was, you know, it, it, this was still in the days of like sending somebody your credit card in an email. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the year two thousand. We don't know how to do any of this. Um, I want to hear. We have not yet heard what Riley thinks. Yes, because this was your first exposure yes. to this stuff, right? Yes. Okay, but before we do that, let's check the group message. So, I don't know about you all, but every year at the start of a new year, I like to, to try some new things. I, I don't know if you all have been trying anything new, either my siblings or anyone listening at home. So far this year, I've tried um, a lot more yoga, mm-hmm. uh, some, some Pilates, some of those at-home workouts you can do that are just kind of just, you know, just relaxing, just to kind of move your body. Yoga Pilates. Yoga Uh If you're like me and you just kind of have been like, you know sitting in bed watching Netflix all day every day sometimes mm-hmm. just taking 20 minutes to move around is nice that's what I've been doing um but when you take up a new hobby it's even better when you have amazing audio that makes that experience better I know when I'm working out doing yoga lotties any sort of activity uh, without another person with me having music in my headphones is crucial or else I just refuse mm-hmm. I will not do it um so that is why I have been enjoying Raycon's earbuds uh, whether it's following along to directions in the kitchen, if you're uh, listening to an audiobook while you're learning to knit or crochet or maybe uh, cross-stitch, uh, powering through a new workout with a pumped-up playlist in your ear. I know my pumped-up playlist is a lot of Taylor Swift. Um, a pair of Raycons can That's make sort of any activity down. easier. <laughs> now, not old Taylor Swift. Oh, okay, okay. Old Taylor Swift pumps up. Okay. Um, Raycons wireless earbuds start at half the price of other premium audio brands, and they come in a range of stylish colors with a comfortable in-ear fit for a discreet look. Uh, which, you know, if maybe you're 
eventually you can go out in public, go back to the gym. You got those sleek, discreet Raycon earbuds going on. Match your mm-hmm. gym fit, maybe. Um, so I know I've really been enjoying Raycon earbuds. Taylor, if our listeners want to check them out, what should they do? Well, Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for our listeners. And here's what you got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash buffering. That's it. You'll get 15% off of your entire Raycon order. So feel free to grab a pair and a spare. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash buffering. One more time, that's buyraycon.com slash buffering. So Riley, Mm -hmm. what did you think? Because, well, actually, I should say your first interaction with Homestar Runner or Strong Bad would have been Candle Candle Night. Yeah. Yes. That had to have been confusing for you. Very confusing. When all of us were like, OMG, Strong Bad. (laughs) And everyone in my replies on Twitter was like, Strong Bad's going to be there. Hold up. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was a confusing first experience for me. And I will say, I was also surprised at the animation because I I had no idea what to expect. When they were in Candle Mm -hmm. Nights, it was puppets. So I I didn't know what, what kind of thing to expect and when I knew it was animation from you know like the two the early 2000s I was like I don't know what this is good I have no idea um I was surprised and impressed because it looked just like any other I feel Mm -hmm. like online uh you know cartoon you watch now um and I also decided I looked it up on Google and I said I know it'll be on YouTube but I know this website still exists I want to go to the website because that's where like it all was at first so I can watch it on YouTube later, but I want to get the full experience. Mm. The website looks like, and I would assume intentionally, it has not changed since its inception. Mm-hmm. Like the, the layout and the style and everything. So when I went onto this website, I was like, what? <laughs> what is going on here? It's just like the layout and the the fonts and oh the, yeah <laughs> yeah all of it <laughs> i just went to uh, youtube to get all the videos so i haven't yeah. looked in a while <laughs> um it was an experience uh but i i really enjoyed it i you know i watched just some homestar runner but then on youtube um on their youtube channel they had like a whole playlist of uh teen girl squad and strong bad emails and both of those were like i mean 45 seconds to a minute so i just turned on like 15 of each of them mm-hmm. and just watched a bunch of both uh, in addition to just Homestar Runner. But I really liked it. I found myself like laughing out loud to some of it and it felt very much like um, there were these internet cartoons called ASDF movies that came out when I was in middle school that were on YouTube that were one of the first uh, YouTube comics and cartoons that came out. And they were very similar to like Teen Girl Squad, very like simple animation um, and very short. But I remember watching those with friends and laughing at those. And it felt very much like that. Yeah. It felt very much like something I would have watched with friends growing up and, like, waited for the next one to come out. Mm-hmm. And um, and it would have been, like, a, a bonding experience <laughs> with, with my friends. It felt very much like that. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. I, I had no idea what to expect. And it certainly wasn't what I ended up watching, but I really enjoyed it. And uh, it, it's funny. I wonder if, uh, Taylor, I don't know if you thought this, it was one of those things, too, where, like, I would watch it, and Homestar Runner, I liked, but Strong Bad was really what always got me. Yeah. Like, that was, like, the Strong Bad email thing, I used to just love. Um, And I wonder if everybody fell into one of those two categories. Well, I think that, by and large, Strong Bad was the most popular bit on the the website. Like, 
Yeah. The stuff that really took off, I mean, it was all popular, but the stuff that really took off were like Strong Bad emails and then Teen Girl Squad, which is a spinoff of Strong Bad emails. Yeah. And like, and like Trogdor, like that that particular <laughs> like bit was just, you know, that was like how you knew where, who your people were is you make some reference to Trogdor and it's like, ah, yes. <laughs> Trogdor! <laughs> My big beefy arm. Like, that was just... Uh, but yeah, I, so I think most people fell into the camp of like, yeah, Homestar Runner as a whole is good, but Strong Bad's the really good good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that, that persisted. It's funny to think about like, uh, like in my friend group in college, one of the guys whole thing was that he would do these Homestar Runner impressions <laughs> <laughs> that everybody oh, used to love. <laughs> and we'd be like hanging out. Maybe there was drinking. I don't know. Who can say? But like, I'll oh, do your Homestar Runner impression, buddy. And like, <laughs> that was the evening. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, and I mean, but the voices are so good. Like, they come up with, like, I think that, you know, they did a lot of the voices themselves. Uh, I think like Marzipan was one of the few people that they brought in. And that was like one of the creator's wives, I believe, girlfriend at the time, who they eventually married. Uh, but like mm-hmm. that, it's it just, it's a, you know, the humor that can be found in just someone doing a kind of funny voice. <laughs> like, it, mm-hmm. like that's it. Like it doesn't, it's not like any, any deeper than that. It's just like, here's a character that looks funny and they sound funny and they're going to say some funny words. And that's the, that's the joke. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. I will say when I first turned on teen girl squad, I literally had no idea like what was going <laughs> to, what it was going to be. I was like, well, this sounds like something I should watch. Um, and just saw the playlist and turned on the very first one. I had to stop and pause it just after, like, the little theme intro bit where they introduced me <laughs> by name. And I just started laughing so hard and had to start it over from the beginning because I was like, that can't, that can't, what are their names again? <laughs> the ugly one. The ugly one. <laughs> That cheerleader, <laughs> like it was just—it was so good. And it's, and it's so like the the humor in that is so random. It's like the ways because the, the thing is, it's Teen Girl Squad, but they die in every episode. Like there's always a yeah. violent way that they're killed. Like that one panel that always sticks in my head is that goes arrowed, <laughs> <laughs> and just stuff like. And these, again, I feel like this humor. When I think about maybe like all of us as a collective, like our family and then mm-hmm. the stuff that we enjoy. In one of the Teen Girls Buzz we were watching, the cheerleader wants to go see if the quarterback wants to be, wants to maybe date her. Do you want to maybe date? Goes, <laughs> Hello, quarterman. <laughs> <laughs> it just killed me, like quarterman. I don't know why. Um, well, then when they spin <laughs> off and they have the four Gregs, <laughs> it's like D&D Greg, <laughs> Japanese culture Greg. <laughs> And he just says random, like, he just says, like, Akihabara, otaku! (laughs) It's so good. It is so good. Uh, It reminds me a little of um, uh, uh, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Yes. Um, That which was not the same. I mean, it wasn't internet, it was TV. So, I guess different in that sense. But I guess same, like, era-wise, you know, would have been all around the same time. Because I remember watching it. I remember watching Space Coast, Coast to Coast with Justin, except not with Justin, because it was on the evenings and I was only like 13, so I wasn't allowed to hang out <laughs> with my boyfriend. Right. In person that late, that would have been, I was too little. So like we were on landlines 
Like I literally remember having a, a corded phone cradled under my chin. Oh my god! I know. Uh, while I watched this, this basically goes coast to coast on TV because that was the time it came on. Right. So like, and we turned it on at the same time, and then talked about it while we watched it on our landlines of a time. But it, it reminds me yeah. of like a similar sense of humor, like sort of weird, bizarre, um, not really not plot driven, you know, not necessarily like, I don't know where we're going with anything. Mm -hmm. But again, that, that thing you commented on Taylor, it's not, um, so much of comedy, so much of humor. There's a, there's a subset of people who think it has to be built on making someone the punchline of the joke. Right. And so much of this stuff that we enjoyed was like, it just completely rejected that concept. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't. It could just be funny. It could just inherently be funny. We could still be telling a truth, but it doesn't have to be a mean truth. Mm -hmm. It can just be an observation that is funny. <laughs> like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, but yeah, well... I'm kidding. I'm kidding with that comparison. Yeah. It's not like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> but I do think, because I think, you know, you hear so much, like, rhetoric these days of, like... Oh, like woke culture killed comedy. Comedy's not funny anymore. And it's like, but the the concept of humor that doesn't have to punch down is not new. Uh, no. And it's always been there. And I think it's 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 the it's that opportunity for people that maybe have been the punchline to make the joke creates mm -hmm. better or I don't want to say creates better content, but I think that's what we're seeing are people making content that are also you know, trying to purposely undo that, like, painful comedy association that some people embrace. Mm -hmm. Like, I think when you've been the punchline, you know that it hurts. And so you try to make different sort of, of work. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's true. And I think it's a really nice comment, though, that, like, what we're saying with that is not that if you've been the punchline of a joke, you want to make comedy that makes the like that hits back like okay well now you're the punchline of the joke um it's it's a whole other thing which i made which maybe like distinguishes it a little from something that i also loved and we've talked about on the show before but maybe doesn't always succeed in that which is something like daria mm -hmm. which definitely does punch back yeah. in in many ways at like the quote-unquote jocks or <laughs> you know popular girls or whatever like it very much does like, oh, yeah, well, here's some biting sarcasm to make you feel stupid mm -hmm. kind of thing. Which, again, I, I have said, you know, openly, I do enjoy sometimes. <laughs> it's hard not to. Mm -hmm. uh, it's funny. It's, it, you know, we all like Daria. But there is something about this that I, I can enjoy with more uh, of an open heart. And I feel really, like, fine with my kids engaging with. Um, because it's the kind of thing that's just like, it also lets you be silly, mm -hmm. you know, enjoy funny voices. Mm -hmm. uh, one, one of the other things, Taylor, you've talked about before is the um, at the time there was the website Rather Good. Oh, yes. I love Rather Good. I just like, I like these funny looking weird creatures that, that you have created. Is that the one you just showed me? We love yeah, the I moon. Showed <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the 
So when we were uh, about to record, Cindy was like, hold on, have you seen this? And then just pulled it up. And I was like, that's a weird uh, thing to be greeted with. No, I have not seen this. That Carly was like, why does that look familiar? And I'm like, oh, because of this. And I had to show her the Quiznos commercial. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. No, and that what I'd ra- rather good was such like, it was just like the spoon guard bit where it was just this, you know, like cheesy flash, like poorly resolution gift, just like combination of like spoon guard which was a product that they never quite explained what it was and they're like it's good for this it's good for that and then the second bit was spoon guard will you know it's bad for your health it will murder you never tell you what it was but it was just the combination of just like the weird imagery and the funny voices you didn't know what was going to happen and it was just joy like you just didn't have any other reaction than i love this Or, or like i mean in the same vein like do you remember all of the the um you're the man now dogs yeah like that was a whole a whole like just collection of websites that were just like single flash pages with like a repeating phrase from some bit of media and like goofy graphics and that was it that was the page you couldn't interact with anything you couldn't click on anything it was just like (laughs) like i remember one that had like little fish heads on it like rolling around and it just said fish heads fish heads roly poly fish heads that was it and i loved it or like the hamster dance <laughs> the hamster dance <laughs> <laughs> oh no not the hamster dance <laughs> just like that one just like came back into my head after wherever i buried it oh my god yeah which was just like a same oh. deal just like a flash page with cute little hamsters in like repeated animation dancing and people loved it <laughs> Which will exist forever in greeting card form, I think, is the oh, only place you can find it now. Okay. Yeah, you know now what I'm I know about? what we're talking about. The, it, it's, you will still find cards that sing, and it's the hamster dance. I don't know why that. I and I can't even imagine who you're giving it to who's like, oh, yeah. Hamster dance. <laughs> hamster dance. I, I would love to get a hamster dance card. If you haven't bought me a birthday gift yet. Hey. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it, it was like you... You'd, you know, you'd hunt something down or you'd hear about something word of mouth and you just would find just this weird in the, the wilds of the not quite understood Internet. Here is this weird little bastion of absurdity that just felt like just it was both a private, goofy, silly moment, but something that you were somehow sharing with people. That was also a new feeling, you know, like we hadn't had that kind of connection before. And of all the things for us to forge our connections over, that this was the kind of media that caught on first, I think it's something, you know, for as cynical as I think we all feel, I think it says something kind of beautiful at our core that that was, you know, some of the first content that we joined together over was just this simple, fun flash animation. And, you know, the thing is that when we announced that uh, strong bad was going to be on candle nights, there was such like a huge um, response to Mm -hmm. that. Like of all the things of all the people (laughs) Yep, not us. <laughs> <laughs> no, not us. <laughs> but strong bad. Um, people were just so excited, and I think like some of that speaks to the age of of a lot of our listeners. Like, there's a certain like segment of the of our demographic who latched onto that and loved it, and like still does to this day, and rightly so. It's great, um, but it's one of those things that I wish could like. You have to. I wish it could be. It could rise to the top now. There's so much noise that it's hard for something that's that good and pure and funny and quality 
um, to rise to the top naturally. Like it, like it was easier to do back in the day when there just wasn't that much stuff mm-hmm. out there. Um, but it's so good. I mean, and I was really amazed. Like, if that's what my kids want to watch on YouTube, I'm okay with that. Yeah, way better than the other stuff. Way better than like opening. 35 LOL dolls. <laughs> or the stuff that's not technically profanity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it still holds up. I mean, I was still mm-hmm. sitting there laughing. It didn't, it didn't feel old to me. It still felt fresh. Um, it's weird how that's true, but I think that's because it, it helped build. It's weird. You could almost like write parallel histories of like where comedy went from stuff like Homestar Runner and Strong Bad and like South Park. Which, you know, that was an internet thing. Was it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, South Park just started. I think the first one was a, was where Santa Claus fought Jesus, right? Oh, was that? See, I don't, I was never a fan of South Park. I'll be honest. So I never really, I don't know the lore. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it's it, origins. Yes. I, be, I believe that was the original one. Was uh-huh. The two of them fight. But I mean, either way, it was an internet thing. Yeah. And then it got picked up for TV because it was so popular okay which takes a very different path because south park isn't about punching up or down just punching in every direction at all times as (laughs) much as as much as you can um which is a different take on comedy uh well i read that uh the um chapman brothers is that yes the the, the brothers um, chap (laughs) the brothers chap they were offered to do tv Mm -hmm. and they did is that right? Yeah, yeah. They, I thought I'd seen that somewhere. With yeah. Homestar Runner, they had several offers, uh, and they, they turned them all down. Um, yeah. Well, I think... Which does which does allow for it to stay the kind of pure thing we've been right. talking about, as opposed to, like, South Park, which did, it was really mean. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, like, throw a ton of shade at South Park. It just it got mean it for me. I got so, I've gotten softer in my old age, and I'm just not... I don't know. Maybe when I was, like, a, a cynical teenager... But yeah, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm too soft. <laughs> well, it's it's weird. It's like when you're young and you actually don't have reasons to be cynical, there's something very alluring about cynicism. But then when you're old and you actually have to work actively to have hope, uh, media that's purposely cynical just feels exhausting. I'm like, that's fine if that's your thing. But for me personally, I don't, I don't like to engage with cynical media. It's like, me I have enough, enough cynicism that I have to fight back within me. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah i mean it's uh it just was such a such a a, a wild west <laughs> of the internet that was just full of so many weird things being made by weird people and and that that freedom to do whatever was really we'd never seen that we'd only seen content that came from the top down you know like this mm-hmm. was this was content that we were lifting up ourselves and giving focus to if you haven't um, checked out Homestar Runner, or Strong Bad, or uh, Teen Girl Squad, or any of that, or the other stuff we've mentioned, like Salad Fingers and um, <laughs> Rather Good, you really should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite good. It's quite funny. It holds up. Salad Fingers I mean, is very scary. I will say that. <laughs> it is. It is. Yes. I did not show that to the girls. That's they, no. They did. Um, they were a little creeped out by what were they? What did they call them on Rather Good? The little thing. Sponge monkeys. Uh, Sponge monkeys. Yes. They, they were a little creeped out by them. Like, their cute song, 
overcame that to some extent, but they were still a little like, what am I looking at? <laughs> well, they, they have all, they have the series of uh, cat videos that I find quite enjoyable of cats. Yeah. It's like low res cats dancing. There's like the, yeah. the gay bar cat was one of the ones that I loved. <laughs> just, <laughs> like just moving in two different directions and it's just a cat and it's, I want to take you to a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Taylor, I'm really glad you brought this topic because this is this was a fun thing to talk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't think I would have watched it otherwise. No, and it's so. and it's also like you don't need to watch every element of Homestar Runner to get it. Like, there's lots of different stuff for lots of different people. You don't. There's no like overarching plot you need to understand. You can just check in with an email, and it's funny on its own. Yeah. Mhm. All right, Riley. What is okay. next? Um, So next is the first thing in my life as an adult that I have realized I don't understand. And it is a teen thing. It is um, a young Gen Z thing. Mm -hmm. It is TikTok. Oh, my goodness. I'm part of it. I I can't stop watching TikToks. But I I still don't get so much of it. I feel like I'm just on the end of that age range where I'm like, I I have it. I think some things are funny, but I, I don't get it. So I want to talk I, about it. I think that'll be good because I am on it, but I still am only starting to understand what I am doing there, mm-hmm. what what it is. I uh, think Charlie understands it more than I do, which is a does. little <laughs> She does not have TikTok uh, of yeah. her own, but she has seen mine and Justin's TikTok. And well, I've never made YouTube. one. I just got on there so I could figure out what all the hubbub was mm-hmm. all about. Well, I- Taylor, you are you are totally unaware of tiktok i mean i, I mean I see, you know it yeah <laughs> I, and, I, and like i see people i see when people share them to like their instagram stories or like twitter i i've seen tiktoks <laughs> but no i do not have it so i will have oh, to yeah. to have it for at least the length of time between now and we record i will yeah. i will download it for research purposes only right all right we'll I'm be prepared excited. we can yes. each, we can each discuss our favorite tiktok yes all right. Well, thank you, Taylor. This was a yeah. this was a great thing to discuss. Thank you, listeners. I hope if you haven't checked out Homestar Runner, you will. Uh, it's all out there for you to enjoy. And yes, it's fantastic. Um, and thank you to Maximum Fun. You should go to maximumfun.org. There are podcasts there. And you would like some. There are podcasts there. <laughs> there are podcasts there. And you're listening to this one, so yeah. maybe you like another one. Uh, and. You can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org, and you can tweet at us at stillbuff. And thank you to to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind, and happy Happy birthday birthday to Taylor. I panicked for a minute when you started to say something together, because I was like, wait, no, it's not the the sync up part yet. What's happening? (laughs) Oh, Now Sydney and I say it together. (laughs) It it would be weird if I joined in on that. Taylor, happy birthday! It's like when you tell the server to enjoy their meal as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh no, I have to get up and leave now. <laughs> <laughs> this has been your cross generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And I am too. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you.
Thank you. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. We're both doctors. and Nope, just me. Okay, well, Sydney's a doctor, and I'm a medical enthusiast, and we create okay. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Every week, I dig through the annals of medical history to bring you the wildest, grossest, sometimes dumbest tales of ways we've tried to treat people throughout history. And lately, we do a lot of modern fake medicine. Because everything's a disaster, but it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday right here on MaximumFun.org as we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.